Hey everyone, welcome back to another 31 minute podcast. I have a very special guest today, one I might have to wear glasses for, which everyone knows I hate wearing glasses, because I need to read his extreme bio or accomplishments. <laughs> so Aaron Scully, hello mate. How you going mate? Excellent. Thanks, really good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate your time. Yep, no worries. I, um, I know your time is limited, but a little bit of background for people that don't know you, because I've just been introduced to you not long ago from Sully. Um, do people call you Aaron or do they call you Scully? The only person that calls me Aaron is my mum yeah, right. and so, my wife. So we're going <laughs> to... Which is Jade. Jade, Jade. Yeah, Jade. Yeah, I know yeah, Jade, Jade real yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jade, yeah. for a long time. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course, yeah. So um, we'll, we'll call you Scully. Yeah, mate. Yeah, excellent. So just a, a little bit of background quickly. You're a, you're a strength and conditioning coach yep. for the West Coast Tigers. Uh, for the West Tigers. West Tigers. In, in so, NRL, yeah. As you know. As you know. West Coast like, is in Perth. Yeah, yeah. West, West Tigers. West Tigers, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But you have like a, before that, it's like, tell us. So yeah, well, give us a bit of a rundown. I guess my professional journey started at the New South Wales Waratahs in 2014. Yeah. Uh, from there, I've been at the Sharks, Cronulla Sharks, um, back at the Waratahs. I think I spent about four and a half years at the Tars. Uh, Institute of Sport down in Homebush um, with with um, with Olympic athletes, obviously in Olympic sports. So training them, training because you yeah. tried out for the Olympics as well. I did, did. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, um, boxing. My, my sport was boxing, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I tried out twice the Olympic games. Unfortunately, I wasn't good enough. So tell me that just for one minute. Yeah, yeah. Like when you try out for the Olympics, obviously you work all your life to become a you know elite level. Yep. Uh, like how? How do you make it or not make it? Like what? Not many people actually get to see what happens there. Oh, it's a it's a it's a grueling process actually. You, what you got to, it kind of starts um, at the New South Wales side. So you got to go into your New South Wales championships, fight against all the blokes in your weight division. The bloke that then comes out on top represents his state against um, the nation's other states, and then from there they all go into a tournament at the national national top national championships. The winner of that then goes to the Oceana. They need to win. Um, well, this was back when I was boxing. They need to win the Oceana tournament, and then they. So you have to win that whole tournament. You have to win that tournament, and then you um, you make the games. Gee. So, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, unfortunately, I didn't get. So to it's the just Oceana like one tournament. person. One person well, in in each weight division. Gee. Yeah, it's pretty. It's mate, the guys that make it, they do a lot of work. So yeah, yeah. Really, hats off to them. It's, they're, you know, they're, they're sore. They they got a lot of fights under their belt just to wear that green and gold so yeah it's awesome and then so boxing you what do you call it like competed for in australia or had it what's the levels in boxing you got to um yeah so i won i won i think it was four or five new south wales championships i won a national golden gloves um i won a version of the australian title um, i ended up having 85 amateur fights and yeah i, I guess i fought a, a little bit overseas um and here, I think I had 11 international fights. Yeah, awesome. So, Broccoli, behave yourself, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, how did you get from boxing to strength and conditioning? Like, what, yeah, what, well, what happened there? It's a great question. Um, <laughs> and it's, a, it's one that I could answer um, in a lot longer than 31 minutes. <laughs> I'll give you the short version. Yeah. So, basically, when I was boxing early on, I, I used boxing to get me out of trouble from probably when I was younger but um, I was doing a lot of um, construction I was actually an apprentice landscaper and I kind of gave that away to pursue my boxing a little bit and then after that I 
um, thought, well, I don't really want to go back to construction when I do decide to go back to work. I want to work with elite athletes like myself and um, ideally help them to get to where they want to get to. So I managed um, to get into university yeah, right. through my boxing achievements because um, I actually failed year 10. So <laughs> I didn't go to uni until I was 23. I got to university and I had to jump through a few hoops there to eventually get into a, um, the exercise and sports science degree that I wanted to get into. And I you know, basically did that um, probably part-time for a long time, um, failed a lot of subjects whilst trying to learn how to go to uni and be a student and study and take notes. Um, and then I was also volunteering a lot, you know, because I knew where I wanted to go. I knew I wanted to work with elite teams. So basically through that journey, I, you know, volunteered my time. When did you make that decision though? So you went from boxing yeah. and then you went into the uni thing, but when did you go like, I'm just going to, I want to work for elite teams. Is that, was there something that triggered you or? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. Maybe 22, 23, I made that mm. decision. Mm. And I just, I think it might've been through I made a lot of mistakes in, in, I was a bit of a perfectionist and I wanted to perfect my training and my performance and I didn't quite know how. So I thought, well, there's got to be other athletes out there that are in the same boat. So I want to make sure that I learn everything that I can so that I can help them. Mm. And I think that's probably what forced me to take that route. Yeah, right. Yeah. So the, and then you, you got through uni and then you... Got a, what did you get a job? Yeah, so like, I got through uni. Um, I've, I applied for an internship actually at the Waratahs. This was on the back of doing a bunch of volunteer stuff. You know, I put myself in a financial hole. Right. Managed to get myself an internship, which is a full-time internship, uh, where I drove down from 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 uh, the coast to Sydney every day, and I just promised myself that I'd just give it everything I could, like I do with everything, and. Mm. The Waratahs ended up winning their first ever premiership that year and you know I feel like I played a, a small part in that and from there it opened up a lot of opportunities and and I haven't really looked back. Yeah awesome so, yeah. so no more boxing? Uh, box to keep fit. You box to keep yeah, fit? Box yeah box to keep fit. Yeah right. okay cool well I've got a few questions I want to ask you um, so you get to work with a lot of um, successful athletes and and a lot of people that listen to this they're not athletes they're um, people like me corporate world or they're um, mums you know stressful whatever you know I think there's as much stress in corporate world or being a mum as there is in an athlete but different yeah non-stop probably more yeah (laughs) probably (laughs) so like what what are the traits of of a successful athlete that you've seen what what separates the top of the top I think the number one thing that always comes to mind is consistency so you know, like obviously discipline and, and all that kind of stuff, but being consistent, you know, like for an, for an elite athlete, they need, to, they need to perform every single day. They need to um, be disciplined in, you know, that, they need to have that integrity, that self-discipline. They need to, that there's no time for a bad day, so to speak. So I think if I'm looking for one word, it, it would, or two words would be consistency and, and discipline. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Okay, uh, you you look like a fairly consistent person to me. Ah, uh, yeah, definitely. yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. We'll talk more about that. So, if someone wanted to change where they're at now, like I know, I know you've half answered it then, but let's say someone's one hundred and ten kilos. Yeah, they're down 
in energy, or they don't even have to be big. They could just be in life, yeah. bit lost, yeah. want to change their results somehow. Or they could be in sales yeah. and they're like, they're in a slump. Yeah. Well, where do they start? Well, I think that uh, I can probably answer that in two ways. They need to know why they want to do it. The why is going to be the driver. Okay. So you've got to know why you want to change, why you want to lose weight, whatever it is, because that's going to that's going to be that's what's going to get you out of bed in the morning and then yeah. after that it's going to be discipline yeah so i mean and that pretty much comes from the why anyway that comes from the why so why did the waratahs win their first ever premiership what did you see that the change there i seen um discipline and consistency the, again yeah michael checker the the head coach at the time was a massive driver of discipline um, and consistency he wanted work on work day in and day out you know, no one had a bad day. You know, it was. You listening to this, Broccoli? Yeah. yeah. There was. There was. Yeah. Um, no, no. Are you listening to this for yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just demanded that everybody was the best that they could be every day, and I know it sounds like a cliche, but it's it's not hard to do. No. You know, like you, it's. I guess it comes down to integrity. But that was one thing that I seen. They they had a plan. Um, they looked at each other in the eye, promised to each other they were going to be consistent, be the best that they could. Um, you know, sure, they had a, you know, a few deviations from that, but they stayed the course, and at the end of the day, they achieved the goal, and you know, it's written in history now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, boxing, just quick, uh, like boxing and life and all of this sort of stuff. I'm really interested to know: were you ever scared getting in the ring? Like, like let's 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 liken it to sales. All right? yeah. so we have a, a large sales following. Yeah. So, when you go to an appointment, you're a young salesperson and you're nervous and you're like anxious. And so go back to when you were fighting, what, what did you do to yourself? Were you, one, were you scared ever? Uh, I don't know if it was scared. I was, I was probably more early on feared failure um, rather than fearing getting hurt. I, I, I was scared of losing. Um, and I was, I was very anxious. I was a very anxious person before my fights. Were you? Was I? If, I wasn't scared of getting hurt because I knew that I just, in my head, I'd... You could deal with it? Yeah, I could deal with it. But I, I was scared of losing and... Like embarrassing, you um, mean? Because like, obviously there's people watching and there's, you prepped yourself yeah, for this whole moment. Yeah, de definitely. I, I, I don't know. I think it was more just because you put so much pressure on yourself and, you know, try to be a perfectionist about everything. And then I guess that's what made me anxious, making sure that you know, everything was perfect and the way it needed to be. And um, yeah, I guess I did fear failing, you know, as a bit of an embarrassment, I guess, you know, in front of people. So looking back, what, what advice would you give yourself now around dealing with that? Because I can relate to this really well. Logan's a good, you know Logan? Yeah, yeah. yeah so Logan's yeah. a great surfer. Yeah. Like probably one of the best in the country for his age. Yeah. Put him in a comp situation. He loves comps. He's probably a bit like yourself. Like he wants to get in there and do it, yeah. but he'll put so much pressure on himself he, he gets, you can see his anxious, anxiousness in the water. So what advice would you give Logan? Well, the first thing is obviously prep well, get that sorted. But I think the thing that really helped me, and it's something that the Sullivan boys talk a lot about, is um, the breathing. Yeah. Um, and, and, and trying to back that everything that you could possibly do has been done. Yeah. And it's just what's in front of you now. And, and, and trying to just... I don't know, get into that state where you could just be a little bit clear-headed and, and let the training take over. Yeah. Because that'll sort itself out when you're in there. So preparation, it's what, what I'm hearing from you, is preparation is going to mentally give you the, yep. okay, I've done what I can. Yeah. And then it's more about managing the emotional, the physical side of it yep. by saying, 
like calming yourself down or exactly yeah yep. exactly getting yourself into a calm state so that you can be present and 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 um, respond to things as they come up mm. because if you're trying to think about too much you're not present and you end up so like the outcome yeah so instead of trying to yeah almost don't think about the outcome think nah. about okay i'm here and yeah. i've done everything i can yeah focus on the tasks yeah at, at bay and, and and the rest will look after itself yeah awesome yeah. i think so, that's that's something that um that's almost a metaphor you know boxing's almost a metaphor for me for life yeah because you know that's how i try to kind of go into everything <laughs> so, so what what motivates you to fight anyway like what 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 makes someone go hey i'm going to be a boxer oh because obviously it's a grueling. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's one winner one loser there's oh, no in sure. the middle well i think for me it was it was um when i when i kind of and again i'll give you the short version but i um had a you know a, a bit of a rough period there when i was young um, which, like drugs or um, yeah yeah well yeah. Yeah, my mum suffered a lot from depression and 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 some things happened um, she did it really tough and some things happened when we were younger that you know essentially forced us to move up to the central coast and when I moved up to the central coast from western Sydney um, I did get into you know a bit of drugs and 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 a, you know, a lot of fighting and hanging out with the wrong crowd and um got in a bit of trouble and, and had police on the radar and stuff like that. So um, I actually lived behind Troy Waters. Oh, really? So I have a few listeners here that <laughs> probably know Troy I know Waters. Troy real well. He was my yeah. mentor. He was, he was a bloke that top bloke. basically saved me from everything. Yeah. Um, and from there, he just kind of taught me how to, you know, be strong in the mind and channel my anger. And, and I guess I rocked up, you know, and, and started boxing with him. You know, I remember just knocking on his door um, and he said, yeah, we'll have a look at you, mate, and see so you go. And I never looked back. It kind of gave me discipline, gave me structure, and, and I was good at it. And, and I didn't get in any trouble after that. It kind of just- Because you got like a founder release or a founder release, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I, I was very aggressive, like in um, when I fought, when I trained, and, and, and I was, a lot more placid outside of that so yeah awesome yeah, that's why i'd say <laughs> that answers your question so good um any advice for managing stress you've already half said that like about your breathing so like stress in general it sounds like have a focus yeah channel your energy definitely and stress for me like the way i used to kind of keep myself calm was to train like you said you yeah know, that have an outlet the 30 minutes yeah. 31 minutes it's all it takes like get out yeah. there Put a hole in yourself, or, or do something. Get out in the sun, and 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 I just found that that you know really helped compose me and calm me. Yeah, I want to talk. I'm going to deviate from this in a sec because I want to talk about your body and your fitness because you're an extremely fit-looking guy. Um, one question I have just with the the footy side of things, it intrigues me because like you've got talented people, but how do you get people if they're that? Because um, to be successful, you've got to be a bit selfish and a bit self-driven yeah how do you get them all to work as a team like i know there's that team i know they get it but like there's, there'd be a lot of egos and a lot of like yeah. just a lot of superstardom i think it's a great question it's something we actually spend a bit of time on you know as a team as a club in you know in all teams um i guess basically everybody's motivated and has their why yeah you know they're motivated by different things but at the end of the day all those things lead to winning a premiership yeah so whatever it is that um, motivates them or the why that they do it that's you know they've got to find that we need to channel that but at the end of the day the outcome 
of winning an NRL premiership is is um, like it overrides it. Is overrides it, and yeah. everyone's there for that reason. Right. So, so what happens if you have an egomaniac in your team? Is are they outed, or do you manage it, or is it because it would unstable? Yeah, it, it unstabilize everything, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, I guess that's the the beautiful thing about a team is that there's all different types of personalities. Mm. Um, if everyone was the same personality, then or the same type of person, it it be a bit boring. It'd be a bit boring. Yeah. So you got to have your your, your arrogant guys. You've got to have your humble, quiet guys that just get the job done. Um, the guys that are vocal, um, you know, the guys that think they know it all. You've got to have all those guys. And, and as a coach um, in, you know, in high-performance sport, you've got to be able to manage that. And if someone... So they'd have to respect you, though. Of course. Wouldn't they? They have to. Like, yeah. to, to coach yeah. these types of people, yeah. they'd have to respect you. Yeah. So, yeah. Otherwise, they... Yeah. They wouldn't listen. Like. You need to have some hard conversations, but mm. at the end of the day, they know it's yet we're having those conversations because we care. Yeah, and we all want to win. So you would lead from the front in terms of example and who you are. And yeah, yeah. They'd see that. Yeah, from the side, yeah. from the back as well. Yeah, you know, right. Make, making sure that um, we're encouraging them, encouraging them along, but also giving them a push yeah. and a rev up. Yeah, when they need it. That's awesome. Um, can I just ask you about yours before we finish? Yeah. So you incredibly fit fit um do you what do you do for yourself like do you what's your training regime uh so basically for me i leave for work at 4 30 every morning i get to work by about five to six and from six o'clock um till say 6 40 6 45 um yeah i'll do a combination of lifting bit of boxing um and that's kind of how i stay fit yeah. So, so that's it. And, that's, you, that's, and you stay looking like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do a lot. You know, obviously, our job's pretty active. I think there's a know. little bit more to it, isn't there? <laughs> oh, you know, like, eating, obviously, eating well. What do you eat? Um, like, is it, do you pretty, just eat lean all the time, or uh, do you... I, I slip up like everyone. Um, yeah. Pizza's my thing, and I'll, and I'll try to have that at least once a week. But yeah. I always try to eat what moves around with what grows from the ground. That's kind of my... Right. My little chicken, thing. salmon, chicken, salmon, steak, veggies, heaps of greens. Yeah. Um, my lovely wife is an amazing cook, so and she's a, a clean, you know, clean eater herself. So yeah, yeah. But you know, I have my toast in the morning sometimes. Um, I have my shakes. So I, I, but I generally try to keep it um, pretty, pretty lean and green. So you yeah. train once a day. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. On the weekends, what do you do? Yeah, I train. Um, on the weekend, I usually train for. Maybe one or two hours, probably more likely two hours. I usually go into the impact center, have a have a good lift, yep. and then um, finish off with about an hour of boxing. They're kind of my two go-to's. Makes it sound so easy. <laughs> you don't really see a, I guess, a fat boxer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. Mate, that Aaron Scully, that's been an awesome interview. It's fantastic. I think people are going to love it. So I appreciate your time. No worries, mate. Thanks for having me. Thanks. See you soon.